What's good, football fans, and welcome back to another episode of Rated Redskins Radio. And this week, we got a lot of information that's coming out about who Ron Rivera is going to hire as uh, the next position coaches on the team. And, of course, some of the most debated and thought of and talked about uh, spots on the team obviously surround the offensive coordinator position and uh, what's going to happen there. And, of course, the, uh, you know, the, the head trainer position and what's going to happen there. And those answers are becoming more clear as time goes by. Just today, we learned that North Turner's son, Scott Turner, is going to take over as offensive coordinator for the Washington Redskins and that Kevin O'Connell has been cleared to interview wherever he, w- he would like to for any position in the future. Now, I know a lot of people are going to think, you know, maybe we made a, a mistake by moving on from O'Connell. But the truth is, we didn't really know what we had with O'Connell. Uh, last year, the team had just started to you know, try to tap into his potential, and uh, as they realized that they may actually lose him in the process of you know, the mix of, of coaches leaving and going to other positions, but they started thinking, you know, maybe we've got something here. Let's move him into an offensive coordinator role and let him call some plays for Jay. But then, of course, everybody knows already that Jay Gruden was already feeling the heat. So he didn't he didn't want to give up his play calling duties, you know, to a young up and comer and eventually might get replaced. Everybody knows that Jay Gruden kept bringing in coaches, you know, that anytime he could influence the situation that we're not going to challenge him for his spot. But anyway, Kevin O'Connell was given the chance to finally, you know, they took the reins off of him with two games left last year, or, or the two games, excuse me, I should say, that uh, it was actually with three games left, but with the two games, the last two games that Dwayne Haskins played, he was allowed to, you know, kind of let loose, and we were able to see what he was going to draw up with his own game plan at hand. And I think everybody saw that the offense could do big things. Now, my thought is that either somewhere along the line, O'Connell didn't want to get, you know, kind of handcuffed to what Rivera wanted to do, or Rivera thought maybe, you know, that he could, you know, do do better elsewhere. I I don't know what's, you know, what happened there. I was kind of interested to see how we were going to be able to build on O'Connell being, you know, the play caller heading forward with, you know, what he had done with Haskins over the last few weeks. But, um, you know, I guess that's all washed down the drain now. But at the same time, I'm now interested to see what Turner could possibly do. Because, you know, everybody's real always quick to, to point at records and say that everybody's a failure when they, when they look at, at certain teams or what they did the year before, before they come on with a uh, position coach especially. Um, but, you know, he was a, a quarterback's coach in Carolina last year, and had Cam playing decently before Cam got injured. And if you don't remember, he had Kyle Allen looking like a you know a superstar there the first couple of weeks. So I think that he could do things with players. We're gonna we're gonna see what he could do with ours. Now the interesting thing will obviously be, you know, how much, how fast and 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 how well will Dwayne Haskins take to his system and we'll see that as you know camp starts kicking off and they're going to have a a complete offseason to get together on things and we'll see how all that works out now on that same line you know it was also kind of brought out that um, the Redskins were looking at former Browns quarterback coach Ken Zampezi and if that name sounds familiar it's because his dad Ernie worked with Don Coryell back in the day, you know, with 
one of the greatest offenses that ever, you know, ever, ever was. The truth is, Zampezi actually interviewed for the same position last year with the Redskins. When the position went to Tim Rattay, he actually went to the AAF for a little while, and then he went to University of Florida after that to serve as an analyst um, for, the, for the Gators last year. So, you know, I think he he was basically looking into widening his resume, baby, you know, there at the end there with, with Florida. But Zampezi coming back and being the quarterback coach, the first thing that I think of when I think of this particular guy is he was uh, Baker Mayfield's quarterback coach his rookie season. And then, of course, they moved on the next year. Now, the first thing you have to ask is why would they move on? But, you know, it's hard to gauge a lot of these position coaches because you have nothing to really gauge it on. Now, some may look at the next bit of news that I'm going to talk about as not being all that, you know, great of a, a conversation. But the Redskins hiring a new head athletic trainer is actually a story within a story. And obviously, the major story is Trent Williams, and it hangs over the balance of everything. And one thing you have to ask yourself at the end of the conversation is, is Trent Williams really worth the money that he's going to want at the end of the day? But that's a whole nother conversation. Now, the conversation we're going to have is about the new athletic trainer, and that's Ryan Vermillion, who actually worked for Washington before 18 years ago, before leaving and taking a position with the Carolina Panthers. Now, I want to read a couple of uh, quotes here. Um, start off with a quote from Ron Rivera. He said, for many years, I've seen firsthand the positive impact Ryan has on the team. His primary focus has always been the health of the players, and he is going to be a tremendous addition to the Redskins. Now, the next quote is from Redskins team doctor James Andrews, who says, the Redskins are very fortunate to be able to add Ryan Vermillion to our training staff. He is one of the most valued and senior athletic trainers in the NFL. His experience in the field brings our medical team to the highest level and furthers our goal of being the best in the NFL. Now, I can tell you, I, by no means, you know, am into the business of ranking uh, training staff amongst the NFL, but reading several columns over the last few days, I find that this guy is widely respected all across the league. So my thought is, we got us a decent guy here. I know I hear certain uh, Panther fans come and say, you know, you know, you guys are not going to be happy with Vermillion. You know, he didn't do very good with Cam. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. You know, there's always going to be situations where certain players don't make it, you know. But if you guys dig into our history a little bit, you'll see that this guy is looked at as a shining, you know, glimmer of light, so to speak, at the end of a dark path for us to be able to move on in, a, in the right direction with this injury situation. Hopefully this marks the end of it. And speaking of moving on, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next one. And I'm going to tell you, um, the next the next coach that we actually pulled in to interview or whatever the case may be, I'm not even sure yet if we're going to hire him or not, um, is the name that really sticks out for me, uh, which was Sam Mills III. Now, for those that don't know, Sam Mills was the linebacker who – played for the Carolina Panthers for many, many years, and then ended up getting cancer. And his final speech, I believe, to the team was the uh, was the keep pounding thing that they turned into their, you know, their saying, their hashtag, their, their, their battle cry. But Sam Mills is a defensive line coach. You know, his dad was a linebacker coach. And I don't really know a whole lot about Mills other than the fact to say that the teams that he's coached have been hard-nosed. And when you think about it, the uh, the Carolina Panthers are really known for for defense, you know, and, and tough defensive line play. 
So I can't really gauge this guy, you know, too much yet, but I could tell you that he has a decent reputation around the league as well. As He's known as being a guy that's going to come in and, and put in a full day's work and try to get you to where you're going. So um, I'm actually kind of pumped about this, you know, that hire. It's a little bit of a pedigree there. Um, you know, I know that some people have, have started to try to maybe small whispers of, of, of cronyism going on here with him hiring, uh, with Rivera hiring all the, the former Panther coaches. But what you have to understand is this is what happens in the NFL. Not only that, um, Carolina, as I've stated before, is going in the complete opposite direction when it comes to uh, to football operations. You know, they're trying to reboot everything. They have a new owner there, and he's trying to kind of put everything where he wants it. And um, they hired Matt Rule today, and he's probably going to bring in a bunch of college staff with him. So a lot of these guys that already work in Carolina are looking for new ways, you know, to 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 spend the next few years in their career. So it's not all that uncommon to see these guys jump to where the old coach goes. It also should be a sign to everyone that the Romer very is well liked. There was also some talk this week about Ike Hilliard being replaced by Jim Hostler. Sorry if I said that wrong, but uh, he was the coach or the quarterback coach and the offensive coordinator in San Francisco when Alex Smith was there. Um, so kind of interesting to see what happens with that. You know, I know a lot of people have wondered if Alex Smith's going to even be competitive in the quarterback process next year. I believe he will. Um, Rivera's coming in. He's not hitched to either one of these guys. He wants the best starter. So we're going to see the, which direction that heads. And it should also be pointed out that Hostler has coached around the league before, and he's coached at several different positions on the offensive side of the ball. You know, with the team letting Bill Callahan go ahead and, and go, the uh, the thought in my mind was they were going to try to go with somebody new and, you know, creative, maybe a little bit younger. But um, when the team tapped John Matsko, it, it kind of pointed out to me that, that uh, Rivera went with somebody that he was just comfortable with. And... Obviously, you know, Matsko was the, I believe, the the running game coordinator for the team as well in Carolina. So we're going to see just what he can give. You know, obviously Rivera wouldn't hire him if he didn't believe he could do the job. So I'm, you know, I'm happy to see us moving in a new direction. But at the same time, I'm a little bit inquisitive to see how that direction turns out. Because, uh, you know, Callahan kind of all made us all kind of feel warm and fuzzy inside when we thought about our offensive line. You know, without injuries, we could always rely on his scheme to get things done. And that was always the one team that spent a lot of time on the practice field. And it seemed like he put in a lot of extra work trying to get those guys right. So, Matsko has big shoes to fill. So, we'll see how that works out. The team also hired Steve Russ as linebackers coach who spent the last two years in the same role with the Carolina Panthers. Now, before that, he spent six years at Air Force as assistant head coach, um, four years as a defensive coordinator and D-backs coach there. Um, I'm not you know, so sure how this guy is going to work out, but I do know that you know they really liked him down there on Rivera's you know, staff. So we'll see how Russ turns out. I don't know a lot about him. As I've stated previously these position coaches are hard to gauge because you're really gauging them off of what the, the the whole team did and what the overall head coach did so kind of a wait and see process a lot of times but uh russ is also a former player the redskins also decided to hire a new defensive backs coach 
when they tapped uh, Chargers assistant defensive backs coach Chris Harris. And no, not the same Chris Harris that plays for the Broncos. It's a whole nother one. Um, he actually played in the NFL before. But he was a defensive quality control assistant with the Bears in 2013. He was named to that position. And then um, in 2016, he was named the assistant defensive backs coach with the Chargers, which is a position he held up until now. Kind of hard to be able to tell which way this hire will go, but you know it'll be interesting to see how that one works out. You know, the last major hire that the team did was to bring in Dr. Kevin Wilk. He is uh, the team's new medical consultant. I will say that Wilk has a name that stretches all across the league. He's widely known in many circles. He did the same position over in Carolina. And I have no doubt that this was another thing that's done to try to improve the medical staff and to try to kind of like wink it. Trent Williams and you know give a nice little wave again and tell him hey we're we're trying over here guys now there are several more uh, positions that they're going to have to fill and a lot more to talk about when it comes to those positions being filled but I can tell you that it's good to see a new coach come in and bring in other guys that he believes will work with him now are there going to be times when we're going to question some of these hirings possibly now right now I'm not the type of guy that's going to sit here and try to pick apart every single position higher. What I like to do is pay the most attention to the coordinator positions and the assistant head coach positions and look at those hirings and see which direction a team could go under those guys. You know, I know that the head coach is ultimately the guy that stands at the end of the hallway and tells everybody what to do. But when you're looking at a change team, you know, it's change starts at the top. So, Jack Del Rio is going to set the you know the tone when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, and I, I already know that. People are all going to answer to Jack. And on the offensive side of the ball, that's where the question mark's going to come because we don't know what Scott Turner can do. We do know that you know Norv has been grooming him for a larger role. Um, you know, he took over the play calling after Ron Rivera was fired this year, and his dad, of course, moved to a special assistant role when that happened. Now, that's really all we know, you know, is is that is what the deal is. And that leaves us a lot of open air. You know, we don't really know what to expect. We're really going to have to wait and see. You know, as I stated before, he had a, a lot of success with Kyle Allen early on. Of course, that fell apart towards the end of the year. But. It'll be good to see what he can do with Dwayne Haskins or Alex Smith, whichever one steps up to the plate and takes the role. I honestly hope it's Dwayne Haskins, and the only reason I say that is because I, I I don't know what the future will hold for Alex. You know, I'm just glad to see that he's walking again and, and talking about playing football. So, the thoughts of him actually playing football would be other, you know, on the other side of things, and we'll have to talk about that when it actually happens. But the Redskins still don't have a team president or a general manager. And that's, in my opinion, a problem. But at the same time, they're saying that they're not going to address a lot of these issues until after the draft. And I'm not certain if that's the right move or not. But, you know, every year this this front office does something that makes me scratch my head. And... I'm sitting over here kind of clueless as to why they would would do that. But at the same time, I do know that most of 
Um, all of the moves that are going to be made in a draft process have already been done. And they, they started like back in May of last year, you know, and they started doing all this processes of setting up for the draft. So to, to end it now would be kind of stupid. So I understand how the, what they're saying as far as waiting until May, which is the new year when it comes to recruiting and drafting and all that as far as, you know, turning over the leaf and looking at next season. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people on the list that I think make perfect sense. Uh, the report I saw originally was that Rick Smith, who was the Texans' old GM, was actually going to be tapped as the team's president before they hired Ron Rivera, but then they decided against it. I don't know why they decided against it. Let's give a little backstory on Smith. Smith actually left football for a year because his wife died from cancer and he wanted to take some personal time on his own, not because he did a bad job, but just because, you know, life dealt him a card that he wanted to, to walk away from for the moment. But Smith is very capable and can step into the role we have open and do big things with the Washington Redskins, I think. And there's a list. I mean, you know, Colts assistant GM Ed Dodds, Bills assistant GM Joe Schwom, Schwom, I think is his name, Schwom, S-C-H-O-E-N. Um, Lewis Riddick has been a name that's been thrown around in circles. I've thrown Kyle Smith's name around. I'm sure other people have done that as well. You know, there's several people that ha have wanted, you know, maybe an outside guy like uh, maybe Brown's assistant GM, Elliot Wolf, maybe, you know, from the Vikings over there, uh, George Patton, you know, um, um, you know, maybe Martin Mayhew. His name's been thrown around. It's just names galore when it comes to these positions and the team is keeping everything close to vest and not letting it out i was actually somewhat surprised that some of the information crept out about what the team was going to do at some of these position moves the last week and a half you know i mean who's left at this point to uh, to leak information of possible hires i mean would you leak information of a possible hire at this point with a guy you know looking at everything to decide who's going to be on the team and who's not as far as who's going to be fired and hired, you know, I wouldn't be, but it appears like, you know, in the past, uh, Redskins, the front office over there at Redskins Park, you know, has, has leaked like a sieve, you know, and, and it appears like there's still a couple leaks left. You know, one last parting shot, you know, when Ron Rivera took over, a lot of people talked about the change that was coming. And the first thing that I read beyond him stepping in and hiring coaches was that they took the ping pong table out of the locker room. And I know that a lot of fans who listen to the, the interviews and, and um, talk about the Redskins, one of the first things they talk about is that ping pong table and having to constantly hear that thing go, don't, don't, in the background. And, you know, I've always kind of like shrugged it off or whatever, but when they yanked it out this week, I actually thought about it for a minute. And I said, you know, was that ping pong table that big of a distraction or was it a good you know uh, thing to build you know friendships within the locker room because i believe that's why gruden put it there is because he thought that it would help build uh friendships amongst the team now i believe over a period of time it probably bothered the fans and possibly the media more than anyone because they had to talk over it being the media or try to listen over it being the fans when they were conducting interviews and i could see where that would get annoying to anyone who has a set of ears but at the same time the players probably didn't like to see it go but that's you know that is the way that it is you know life sometimes 
serves you a plate of something that you don't want to eat and you got to take it that's about all i got head of the rescues y'all peace